Hi, this is Lindsay and Maggie, and you are listening to Love, Life, and Everything in Between. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to this week's episode. We hope that you have had a beautiful, beautiful week. I'm here with Maggie. How are you doing Hi. today, Mags? Hanging in there, Lindsay. Hanging in there. Glad Me to too, here. girlfriend. <laughs> it's been a bit of a bit of a topsy-turvy week for both of us, I think, but and for a lot of people out there, I'm sure. Yeah, it's an intense time, but um, we're so excited today to come on the podcast and talk about intuition. Yes, intuition. Intuition is one of my favorite words, and I know that Me it's something too. that we both really enjoy tapping into, so I'm excited to discuss it today. Yeah, let's go for it. So, so I wanted to ask you, Lindsay, tell me about what some time in your life that your intuition has just been spot on and what that feels like to you. Oh man, that's such a good question. And I'm trying to pick like a few, a few different memories come to mind and I'm like, Ooh, which one do I start at that with? Cause some of them are more intense than others. Um, but I think it's funny. I think our intuition can sometimes show up in two ways. My intuition is very strong when something is wrong. Like when something's off, when something isn't sitting right with me, when I'm having anxiety or I pick up on some weird vibes, I'm usually right a lot of the time. So my intuition chimes in when something's wrong a lot. But there have been times too when something feels really right, when something just feels so aligned and um, our intuition just really chimes in. So let me start with, with when something went really right for me. The first thing that comes to mind, I mean, I'm sure there have been so many times I'm a very intuitive person and I'm super in tune with my intuition. But the first memory that comes to mind for me, I was a senior in college and um, actually I was a junior in college but I was getting ready to be a senior. So it was the end of my junior year and I majored in theater. And I was sitting in the auditorium and one of our professors was standing up on the stage talking to all the juniors and he was getting ready to tell us what our senior musical would be, which was a big deal in the theater department because it mm -hmm. was, you know, the last musical we'd be in before we graduate college. It was a performance where a lot of scouts could come see us, you know, um, um, other professors from other colleges could come, other grad schools could come, and I was planning on going to grad school at the time. So anyway, my professor goes ahead and announces that Chicago was going to be our senior year musical. And I'd actually never seen Chicago. I still hadn't seen the movie. I didn't know anything about it, but everyone around me freaked out and got so excited because everyone loves that musical. And I was like embarrassed because I hadn't seen it before. But there was just kind of this quiet voice that came in and was like, this is your show. And I thought, that's weird. I don't even really know this show. So anyway, fast forward a year to the following spring. I'm a senior now. I'm pretty close to graduating. Um, but auditions come up for the musical. By now I had, you know, read the musical. I had seen the movie and got all up to date on the history behind Chicago and everything else. But anyway, I, I arrived to that audition and I pick up our script for the first time and I'm getting ready to read the scene that I'll be auditioning with. And I just felt with every bone in my body, I was like, 
I have to be Roxy. And it wasn't even this thing, like I wanted it. It was like a knowing that I already knew it was going to happen. And it was just strange because I just had this feeling that it was going to be really important to me, not just the show, not just getting the part, but it was going to be something really integral to my life, especially at that time. And college was rough for me. College was a time where I was experiencing a lot of anxiety. I was in a really toxic relationship. Um, I was very stressed, very stressed. And I had a lot going on. And there was just something about this part that just felt like a lifeline. It was just something that felt like it was gonna keep me afloat. And through that whole audition process, I just, it was almost like an out of body experience. And it was a real stretch for me as a character because I usually wouldn't play those types of roles. I'm always like the really innocent girl or like the ingenue. Um, but, you know, Roxy is really kind of conniving and lying and um, a little slimy, but we love her. And anyway, I got the part. And um, as that show unfolded it really was my lifeline like I could get emotional just talking about it but it was such a difficult time for me and I don't know what I would have done without that show and not just the show but the cast the people involved my director um just everything every single part of it was so magical for me and I always think about that because I walked into the audition room that day and just had a feeling about it just like a very strong sense about it and um it still is such a special time to look back on. It was just such a special show. And I'm sure you know, you know, as an actor, I'm sure you just have those shows that really just stick to your heart, the whole experience of it. Um, so that's one memory. That's the first memory that comes to mind for me. But um, what about you? Do you have anything that comes <laughs> to mind as far as when your intuition was just spot on? Yeah. So, so since you, since, yeah, well, since you told an, an, an acting one, I'll, I'll do that too. And then we will talk about other stuff, but I, I had a time in my life, I was young and I was, had gone back to school and was really like in a very bad place and didn't know what I want to do. I also was in a super toxic, toxic relationship. And, uh, and there was this, um, through a modeling connection that I had, there was this woman that was an acting teacher and she was gonna have, uh, this man was gonna fly in from New York and scout for talent and there was gonna be a winner and it was like a week long workshop and then it was actually specifically designed, focused toward uh, daytime drama or soap operas as we like to call them. So this was quite some time ago. And I thought, wouldn't that just be like super amazing, right? So I was going to do it and I was, and I, my intuition said, you have to do this. And then the ego kicked in and said, no, you don't, have, you don't do this. And then my intuition said, you have to do this. And I kind of knew, I just kind of felt like it was going to be a really change, changing event in my life. So I did it um, and I won it and I won the trip to New York and I got to come up and stay at the Hotel Empire and go and audition for all these casting directors. Uh, and it was an amazing time. And it changed my life because it changed the whole direction. It was a real sliding doors moment and I'm grateful for it. Um, it was not without some painful choices afterwards, but I knew that it was the right thing to do. So I'm really glad that I listened to that and didn't pass up that opportunity. Mm. Uh, and it, you know, it felt, it felt really, it felt really great. Yes. That's, um, so, that's so wonderful. 
Yeah, it was, it, it was. And that's when, and then that's when you feel really connected, like, you know, okay, that was the, that, that was the right choice. Um, so also though, I want to ask you, is there been a time in your life that with non-performing related, we're just, just like, you know, because we live in New York city and there's so much outward stimuli all the time that gets in the way. So between that and the ego, listening to your intuition can be really tough. Is there a time that you have had something happen where you like listen to your gut or your intuition? I like to say, I know people always say go with your gut. Is there a time that you've had even whatever kind of experience? Yeah. Where I've listened to my intuition. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, yes, I do. All my stories, I have a few pretty incredible stories of my intuition kicking in, but they're kind of intense. So, um, but I'll, I'll go ahead and tell one. It was also from my time in college. I have a few from New York too, but this one is like pretty key. Um, but before I jump into that, I want to really quick just ask you as like a I don't know, uh, a four question into my story, but what does intuition feel like to you? Like, what is your definition of intuition? Oh, wow. That's, that's interesting. I, cause it's different for everyone. And I noticed yeah. that when, when you were asking me that question, you were saying like, when you listen to your gut, when you go with your gut. And I think this is such an interesting question because for me, my intuition is very much, um, it comes from one of two places. It's either like I hear something in my mind, you know, it's like a little voice that's like, like you said, a little voice chimed in and was like, you have to do this, you have to do this. So I hear it that way. Or it's this feeling that's kind of right in my sternum, right in the middle of my chest. That's mm -hmm. like this very quiet, like pull, like almost like an energetic pull. Like I physically want to move towards whatever it is. So if someone's offering me an opportunity, I'll feel this little pull in my chest and it's like, Ooh, I want to move towards that opportunity or I'm trying to make a decision. And you know, there's option A and B. And when I think about B, I feel that little pull in my chest. And so that's where intuition lies for me. But I'm curious when you, when you mentioned it being a gut feeling is your intuition, does it live in your gut for you? Yeah, it, it lives. I would say it lives in my heart and my solar plexus and in, but in, yes, in my stomach, I can literally physically feel when things don't feel right to me, it's like, it's like uh, almost a, a, a equivalent to, you know how when you get butterflies in your stomach, when, you, if, when you're in love and you have that giddy feeling. And, um, and for me, with, it's a sense of calm. Like I know if, I've made, if I'm making the right choice, it's literally like, it's just everything's calm and peaceful and rest and, and, and I don't have that pull, that angst. Yeah. In my, yeah, it just feels right. It just feels right. Right. It's like, it's like putting on a perfect shoe, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I just wanted to ask you because I think a lot of people that aren't used to be able, they're not, sorry, they're not used to being able to feel their intuition physically in their body. Um, it can be interesting to try to sort through what is our intuition versus what is our ego? Because the ego really oh, lives yeah. in the mind and the ego is so loud. Like our ego likes to <clears throat> scream and shout at us like, don't do that. What if it's a mistake? Like, what if, what if, what if it throws out all the what ifs, it throws out all the scenarios of how it might not work out, but our intuition is so quiet. And a lot of time our intuition only speaks to us once. 
So it gives us an answer and then it almost leaves, at least for me, it leaves as quickly as it came. And if I didn't catch it, I can get really caught up in my ego when I'm like, I don't have the answer. I don't know what I'm doing. It's usually because I missed my intuition and I didn't sit and really take that moment in and then it was gone. So I have to kind of like sit in my body and try to feel it again and really like physically try to try to get it back. But Wow, that's interesting um, because the, that's that's that quote that I, what is it? Confidence is quiet, insecurity is loud, and ego mm-hmm. is insecure and will always be loud. Yes. So it's really so important that that the ego is a very dangerous thing. Yeah. So interesting. Um, yeah. So which I think between that and outer stimuli, like we said, between the ego and the outer stimuli, it's really you got to really pay pay attention to the intuition. Yes. And that's a perfect segue into my story All right. um, because so for me, I've always been a highly intuitive person. Even as a child, there would just be things that I could sense and I would be right. So mm-hmm. I've, I've always been um, not to get too like on the woo woo end of things, but why not? There's nothing that's like, you know, too taboo to talk about here. So I'll be vulnerable and I'll share with you. As a child, like I, I've always had dreams that have come true. I have a lot of deja vus. Like my intuition is I'm very connected to it. But in college, there was this one time where I was dating my toxic ex at the time. And we had been studying together that night. And it was pretty late. It was after midnight and we were exhausted. I just finished writing a paper, I remember. And so we were getting ready to go to sleep. So we're laying down, getting ready to go to sleep. And um, right before then I had gone and I turned off all the lights. I'd said goodnight to my roommate who lived with me at the time, but she lived on the other side of the apartment. So I said goodnight to her. She said goodnight to me. Everything seemed fine. I go to bed. So anyway, we're laying in bed, trying to fall asleep. And I keep hearing my name, Lindsay, but it's like a scream and it scares me. So I sit up and I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, like, you know, and I say to my ex, like, did you hear that? And he's like, no, I didn't hear anything. Go back to bed. I'm like, okay, that's weird. So I lay there for a few minutes and my heart's beating really fast and I can feel my intuition in my stomach. You know, it's just like some, something's ringing. Like there's just a bell in my body that's going off and I hear it again and I hear Lindsay, like the scream. And I sit up and I'm like, oh my gosh, this sounds like my roommate. And he's like, I don't hear anything. And I'm like, no, she's, she's screaming for me. Can you hear her? And he's like, stop it. You're freaking yourself out. You know, I don't know what you're hearing, but go back to bed. And I'm like, okay. So I lay down and probably not even three minutes later, there is a loud pounding on my front door, like boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'm just stiff as a board. I am so scared because I've just been scared for like a few minutes now and I'm like, something's going on, but I feel like I'm going crazy. What the heck is happening? You know? And I'm like, I can't go get the door. I cannot go get the door. And he's like, all right, fine. I'll go get it. Anyway. So he leaves to go get the door and I hear him open the door and he just never comes back. And so I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm calling his name. I'm calling my roommate's name. No one's saying anything. So I'm like, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. So I go and I like peek through my front door and there's four policemen outside holding my roommate and my ex was also out there at that point so the police see me open the door rush me out into the hallway and is like is anyone else in the apartment and i'm like no and i see my roommate and she's crying and she's saying i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry and i'm like were you calling for me did i not hear you and she's like no i wasn't calling for you 
And anyway, she had tried to commit suicide. It was horrible. And luckily she had told someone else that she had a plan to do it mm -hmm. and they had called. And so she was fine. She was completely safe. She was okay. But the police did take her and she was getting like a psych evaluation and she was going to go get some help um, and stay overnight because again, it was super late. But um, I told her I would come pick her up in the morning and we were, we were friends, but I asked her and I asked her when she came back a few weeks later, she got therapy. She's completely thriving now. She's <clears throat> doing great. Um, but she had some healing to do. She was going through a tough time. And I, I asked her, you know, later when things had calmed down, I, I said, I'm so sorry that I heard you screaming for me. I heard you calling for me. And I, I never came in because she was just in, she was across the apartment, you know, she was in her bedroom and she said, Lindsay, I was never screaming for you. I didn't, I never said anything to you, but I just knew. And that was such a weird experience for me, especially after the police left and she left my ex and I went back into my apartment and he was like, how did you know? How did you know something was going on? And I was like, I can't describe it. I just knew she needed my help. Like she really needed help. And from that moment on, I was like, I will never disregard my intuition again. If I ever feel like someone needs help, if I ever have a sense mm -hmm. that something's going on and I need to jump into action, I will do it. And that really, really solidified my intuition for me. Cause my ego came in and was like, you're crazy. Nothing's happening, you know? And especially like my ex, not like it was his fault, but he was also the voice of that too, of just like, nah, fluff it off, nah, fluff it off, you know? And, and now I just, if I ever had that sense again, you know, mm -hmm. I definitely follow that. So again, pretty intense story, but I feel like there's so many times in my life where I felt my intuition and it's been that serious. Like it's been sort of a moment that you couldn't possibly ignore it. You couldn't possibly explain it. And it completely transcends like scientific fact to me that it, I just have to believe in it. It's so, so strong. Um, so thank you for allowing me a safe space to, to share that story. But yeah, that was a crazy one. Yeah. That gives me goosebumps and I'm so glad that it worked out well uh, for, for everybody. Um, and yeah, that just, that, that reminds me of a story too, that thank goodness, thank the Lord, it, it did end up well. But um, years ago I had this, we always go down to the Keys around after Christmas and we love to go fishing. Chris loves to fish. I love to be out on the water. I love to see the, and uh, about a month before we were leaving, I just, all of a sudden I looked at Chris and I go, do you, I don't think we should go fishing this year. He's like, what are you talking about? I was like, do you think that the boat that we, and the, and the, and the captain that we go out with is, do you, do you think that his equipment is like, it's up to par? And he's like, what are you talking about? Like, you're insane. Why are you thinking like that? He really took, and I was like, okay. So we go by, we get down there. Uh, and I had had this very, my intuition and it also the way my mind works is it works in pictures a lot. I have a photographic yeah. memory. So it's really, it, that I see things in slides shows almost. So the day before we're supposed to go and, uh, Chris is so excited. The weather's horrible. It's beautiful, but extremely windy. And I'm like, I just really don't think we should go. I really don't think we should go. A friend of mine called. She's like, her husband is a huge boater. She's like, you shouldn't go. Chris is like, it's going to be fine. We wake up the morning. It's beautiful. It's fine. Water's calm. Now we're at a different place that we've never been before. We've never gone. Everything is playing out exactly in my mind as I've seen with my intuition, like the 
boat, there's this very specific flag. I'm like, oh my gosh, I said to Chris, we really shouldn't go. He's like, it's going to be gorgeous. Again, we get out on the water and we're in the Gulf of Mexico, by the way, with no one around. But then this cigar boat comes up and it's, it's a police person. My stomach is now in knots because this is also exactly how I've seen this played out. He gets on the boat. We get a citation because the equipment is not up to par. We do not have the proper flares. We do not have the part. Now I'm in full blown. And Chris is looking at me and we continue further out. Now we're fishing. Now we're in the middle of nowhere. And when I tell you, you cannot see land. You cannot see another boat. You cannot see anything. But we are in shark infested waters. Okay. I'm talking like catching sharks and watching them and putting them back. Obviously we're catch and release people. So now, and then I'm like, you know what? All right, it's fine. We're ready to, and I'm like, okay. We go to go home. Now it's getting dark. The boat is no starting, nothing. Now I'm in, and then it starts filling up with water. Now, no, now I'm in full blown. I had a full blown panic attack and we have no cell service. So, and my husband is a very calm person. Thank God. He's like, and he does know about, but he's like, it's not filling up. I'm like, I, it is. I can see it. Don't tell me it's not. Cause he's, I mean, I'm, I'm a lot of things, but I'm not stupid. And, and we don't have enough life jackets. Not that that's going to matter. Cause we're totally going to get eaten. Okay. So the oh life jacket's gosh. a moot point. I am now for, and you know me, you've been around me a lot. And when my anxiety kicks in, it's like super dramatic. So uh, anyway, the story's good because I'm still here talking to you about it. Right. We finally get a cell service, but remember, we're an hour away from anything, and this guy's going to come on, on his boat. He had just gotten home. He was going to come out, and he did. He came out and gave us a tow in, but when we got back, I looked at my husband and the person, and I was like, this is why I'm freaking out, and they're like, Wow. Okay, if you ever have that feeling again, please let me know. And so that, and I will totally not discount my intuition. Yeah. Aren't those stories crazy? I think it's so powerful because, and I I say this to all of my clients as a coach, like one of my main things that I want to help people see is that intuition is inside all of us. You don't have to be psychic. You don't have to be, you know, like a meditation guru. You don't have to be religious. Like intuition is something that comes with us as a human being. And I, it is such a superpower. And if we learn how our intuition speaks to us, and then we have the courage to listen to it, it would blow your mind, just like it blew my mind, just like it blew your mind in that story, how accurate it can be and how safe it's keeping us. And I think that it's just so powerful and so magnificent. And I think it's a part of us that is so discredited so often. It's so underrated because we all want to have proof. But the thing about intuition is it speaks to you before proof happens a lot of the time and you just have to trust it. And that can be a really scary thing to lean into. But for me personally, Mm -hmm. I've had enough experiences in my life where I either have listened or have not listened to my intuition, but either way it's been right. 
And now it's to the point where I'm like, okay, there is something to this. Like, I really want to get to know my intuition. I want to learn how it speaks to me because everyone's intuition is completely unique. And like you had, you know, kind of like pictures go through your head or almost a vision or a premonition, if you will. For me, it's something that I can actually like hear words. It's like thoughts, but I know that it's not how I normally think. My, my thoughts sound very different than my ego, you know, when it's my intuition. So that's how I like receive messages from my intuition. But I just think that it's so powerful. And so, I don't know, it's just such an amazing, magnificent thing. And it is, it is. And that's, that reminds me, I want to tell one other thing that I think, I think I've told you this, but, but we, when it, when, when it works in a good way, I uh, was, I had to go to a, an appointment uh, and it was in the building that I've, I've never been in in New York. And, and it, it and it was, I want to say, you know, it was a fine neighborhood, whatever, but there was no, the, the doorman for some reason, or the security guy wasn't there. Um, and that was a bit weird. And then, so there's people in and out. This woman, an elderly woman comes up to me and she doesn't, she's speaking some Spanish, some English. And, but basically she's wanting me to go to the, I need to go to the fifth floor. She wants to go up to the top floor. She wants me to go up with her to the top floor. And this man overhears this and he's like, I wouldn't, I don't know. You don't know her. Do you know where you're, you know, so there we, he's chiming in. Then my ego says, oh my gosh, what's going on? Like this might be some scam where she gets me up to the top floor and there's people waiting. You're going to get all the bad thoughts to go through your head that the ego likes to put in there. And we want to keep ourselves safe too. I'm not, so I'm really, I'm conflicted now because, you know, I watch the news. I know where we live. I get it. The, now the ego is really kicking in. And then something just came over me and said, this woman needs help and you are going to help her. So sure enough, I, I go up with her and she's like, can I hold your hand? I'm like, sure. She, we get to the top floor. She's a nun. She was going to do some missionary work and she had had a terrible experience where she had been stranded on an elevator. So she was scared. She had PTSD. Oh. This makes me cry. And she, uh, so I gave her a hug and she gave me some beautiful rosary beads mm-hmm. and it was so sweet and it was all good because, but I listened to my, my intuition was like, this woman is not going to harm you, you know? So I don't know if you've ever had anything like that happen, but. Yeah. You know, I, I absolutely have. Um, I'm sure I'll think of another one in a minute, but I thought of something that just happened the other day. This happened like a few days ago and it's silly. It's definitely not as profound as the story that you just shared, but you know, I, I think too, like our intuition can just show up at super interesting times. So this is very silly, but my intuition chimed in and again, it was correct. So Sean and I, sometimes at night, we like to sing karaoke together. That's what we were doing the night that we decided to like officially date each other. His family loves karaoke. So we always sing karaoke with his family and it's just fun. So, you know, and he's a musician, so he has lots of like he has a speaker and, and a mic and we can just make it really fun in our apartment. And it's something we've been doing in quarantine just to keep it fun. So we just go on YouTube, we look up some karaoke tracks, we'll like plug in a mic to one of his amps and we'll just sing. So anyway, we had done that maybe a couple weeks ago and um, long story short, he didn't remember where he put his microphone. So we were getting ready to sing karaoke a few nights ago and 
he's like, I can't find my microphone. I always put it on my desk and he's looking for it and looking for it. And he's starting to get kind of like aggravated and flustered because we'd been looking for this thing now for probably like 10 or 15 minutes. And there's only so many places it can be because we live in a tiny New York apartment, you know, like there's not that many places it could be. So he's getting frustrated and I like try to help him a little bit, but I don't want to go rummaging through his stuff because he has like a specific organizational system, which is kind of like disorganized chaos and I didn't want to move anything and he couldn't find it. So I'm letting him do his thing. And I finally just put my hand over my heart. I closed my eyes and I asked my intuition, where is this mic? You know, we've been looking for it everywhere. Where is it? And my, my intuition literally said, it's right underneath you under the couch. And Sean watched me. I literally opened my eyes went under the couch, put my hand under there, and it was right on the microphone. And I was like, here it is. And he said, how did you do that? And I said, you're going to think this is insane, but I literally just asked my intuition where it was. And he was like, well, why didn't you do that earlier? Because now he knows that like, there's all the time when I'll be like, I think the doorbell's about to ring. And then the doorbell will ring. Just like little weird, very weird things that don't necessarily mean anything. It's not a life or death situation. It's just a silly time like that. But the more that I lean in and trust my intuition on the small moments like that, the more, um, the easier it is during big moments when my intuition is showing up, I can really kind of like sift through and try to figure out what it's communicating for me. So I find it so inspiring to hear your stories about your intuition and just even when the ego comes up, still choosing to listen to your intuition instead and knowing how important that is. And that really does like speaking of courage, which was our, our, which was our last episode, it takes so much courage to trust something that you can't see, to trust something that might not be logical, to trust something that you couldn't really quantify or explain. You're just like, yeah, I just felt it and I went with it. And that's so badass, honestly. I think it's so cool. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think it's an amazing thing. And it, you're right, it is hard. I think it is hard sometimes because it's, it seems it seems strange or like you said something that you can't quantify but it really is actually so incredibly natural if you think about it it um yeah it's, it's just really actually quite amazing it yeah. really is it really is i think it's kind of the phenomenon too of like and I'm, I'm sure we've all had this happen but you're thinking about someone that you haven't thought of in a while and you're like oh i should really call them or i should really reach out and then the next day they're calling you and you're like what i was just thinking about you and i that's think energy Yes, it is energy. And that's something that I think we all have in common, which is totally the point I was going to make is that we all have intuition. And I think it's something that really connects us and bonds us as human beings. And to be able to tap into that kind of energy and know that we all have that, that's how we can communicate non-verbally, you know, not like actual communication, but it's empathy. You know, when you're sitting in someone's energy and you can feel what they're feeling, Empathy is a very logical thing that's in the mind, but more than that, I think it's something energetically that you feel in your heart. You can feel it in your body. You can physically feel what other people are feeling. And I've actually heard before that actors are natural channelers and natural intuition understanders. Um, that's not a scientific term, but you know, like actors are really primed for empathy. They're really primed to listen to their intuition because we have to when we're on stage. Our intuition chimes in of, of how to react or how to respond to someone. And, and you're so in the moment, in the present. You're not thinking about your lines. You're not thinking about the audience that's watching you. You are having an emotional experience and you're channeling the character through your body and like expressing that. You're expressing the character. And I think that that's so interesting too. But I've, I have heard that before that artists in particular, not just actors, but 
artists in general are people that are highly intuitive and we have to listen to our intuition because it helps us to create. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. So fascinating. It is fascinating. And it's, and it's a, it's a great, it's a great gift that we all have. It's just a matter of how, how, how seriously and how committed we are to tapping into it. Yeah, definitely. And not, not running from, from the, the power of it. So right. I think that's a great, a great place to uh, wrap it up. And do you have anything that you want to leave the peeps with thoughts on that, a quote or thought or. Great question. I, um, I don't have a quote for us today, but I think what I'd like to leave everyone with <laughs> again, it's the coach in me are just mm. powerful questions to kind of think about. So I'd like to ask everyone this week to just take a moment to think about how does your intuition show up for you? What does intuition feel like in your body? Is it a gut feeling? Is it a thought you have? Is it a vision that comes across your mind? Is it, is it physical? Is it mental? Is it spiritual? Like, what does it feel like to you? And then I'd love everyone to think about too, just to become aware of when your intuition shows up for you in your day-to-day -day life, in the very small moments. And I think a lot of times it shows up when we're making a decision. So next time you're making a decision, even if it's, what do I want to eat for dinner? Or what am I meant to eat for dinner tonight? You know, just tune into your intuition and see what comes up. And I think that the more you practice listening to your intuition, the stronger it becomes and the more frequently mm. it talks to you. Um, so I think that's what I want to leave everyone with today. That's super. I think so. And there are no small things. That's just, it's just nothing small. Nothing's doesn't always have to be a huge thing. Uh, I think it's great to, to, to come from that place and try start, start small. Yeah. Yeah. Go absolutely. Big. All right, loves. This has been great. I've so enjoyed it. Me too. We hope everyone has a fantastic week and we will see you back here in our next episode. Yeah. Start listening to your intuition.